but please Him. You gotta have faith. If you wanna please God, you gotta have faith. Now, faith is not a roadmap entirely of everything that's going to happen in life. If it was, you wouldn't need faith. But sometimes God just gives you one or two words and you gotta hold on to those one or two words. That's why the, uh, Paul said, having done all to stand, stand. Sometimes you just gotta keep standing. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughters, choosing rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. I want to talk to you this morning on that thought, by faith. Look to the neighbor and say, by faith. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated today. Hebrews eleven thirty three through 39. A great faith chapter continuing. Bible says, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, that's what faith does, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Thank God that when we're weak, he becomes strong. Waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sowed asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Can I... Just pause there and tell you, there is a world that is not worthy of blood-bought Holy Ghost Christians that are full of faith. Bible says of whom their world was not worthy, they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all having obtained a good report through faith. Somebody shout through faith. But yet they received not the promise. There's something about faith. Augustine said this, understanding is the reward of faith. Therefore seek not to understand that thou believest, but believe that thou mayest understand. That's what faith is about. It's been said that the African Impala can jump to a height of over 10 feet and covered a distance of greater than 30 feet. Yet these magnificent creatures can be kept in an enclosure in any zoo with a three foot wall, yet they can jump 10 feet high. Can I tell you, all because the animals will not jump if they cannot see where their feet will fall. Faith is the ability to trust in what we cannot see. And with faith we are free from the flimsy enclosures of life that only fear allows to entrap us. There is something to be said of faith. Somebody's even made this song, 
faith, faith, faith. Just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Can I tell you, you can't stop men and women that are full of faith. You won't make them give up. You won't make them throw in the towel. There's something to be said of faith because faith doesn't see what flesh sees. Faith sees through the eyes of the Spirit. Flesh only sees through the eyes of flesh. They only see the bill that's come due in the mail that says you owe this or you're going to be evicted. You owe this or we're going to take your car. Flesh only sees the temporal, but faith sees the eternal. Faith understands I may have a bill that's due. I may have bad news, but I'm going to put my faith in a God that can bring me out of it. And if God doesn't bring me out of it, then it means that God has another road for me. God has another plan for me. Can I tell you there's something to be said of faith? Because faith realizes I can't do it, but God can. See, many of you think you can do it. You think it's because of your good looks, because of your talents, because of your abilities. And God says, you can't do it, but I can. That's why Zechariah said, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. I'm glad I got a God that's in control. I'm glad I got a God that has never lost a fight, never lost a battle, but I'm glad I've got a God on my side. With men, it's impossible, but not with God. All things are possible for them that believe. Isn't that what 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says? For we walk by faith and not by sight. Meaning, I know that the news may be bleak and daunting, but I've got a God bigger than the news. I've got a God bigger than what the doctor says. I've got a God that can take care of it just like this. If the winds and the sea obeys at his simple words, what do you think God can do with your problem? Bible said that heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. A lot of you may be big, but you're not that big. There is a God that's on your side. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I'm up against. Pastor, you don't know what I'm facing. You don't know what I'm going through. Oh, I, I may not know it, but I do know that there's a God that knows. There's a God that nothing surprises him. He's never caught off guard. He knows exactly what you're up against. He knows exactly what the timeline is. And all you've got to do is not trust in what you can do, but trust in what God can do. Somebody ought to clap your hands and say, I believe it. God can do it. And can I tell you today that many times, your flesh will not understand it. 
Because some of you allow your flesh to dictate your worship. Some of you allow your flesh to dictate your relationship with God. Well, if I get a raise and if God makes a way, I'll be in church. But, but, but if God doesn't heal my body and God doesn't provide, I can't come to church. I get texts now and then of people that'll say, Pastor, I'm feeling under the weather, just not gonna make it to church. But yet they show up to work on Monday. Ouch. I can't make it to church, but I'm not gonna miss work because I need money. Well, don't you think if you'll activate faith and say, you know what, I may not feel good in my body. It may be a struggle just to get here. I may just have barely enough gas to make it, but I'm going to come to church because it's in those services where your body and your flesh has tried to dictate your worship and dictate your relationship when you make up your mind, I'm not following after the flesh, but I'm gonna listen to the spirit and you get to the house of God you may feel weak and despondent, but there's something about when you come into the church. You're like, whoa, I feel a refreshing coming on. Whoa, I feel strength coming on. Whoa, I, I'm not that tired. I'm not, I'm not that much in pain. And all of a sudden, you raise a hand or, or you jump or you shout or you run. And all of a sudden, that inner man, that spirit begins to pump. And you begin to understand that there is a God that can make a way where there seemed to be no way. And in your mind, you're saying, I'm glad I came to church. I'm glad I made the sacrifice to be in the house of God. Because God always shows up where there is faith. You've got to activate faith. Because again, the flesh will say, you have nothing to worship God about. You've got some bad news. I mean, you, you've been making declarations that, that you're going to live for God and, and you're going to be faithful and you're going to turn things around. Can I tell you, when you start speaking things into existence, not only does God hear it, but the enemy hears it. And when you make bold declarations, I'm going to live for God come hell or high water. I'm going to live for God no matter what comes or goes. And all of a sudden the devil said, hmm, I heard that. And you know what he starts to do? He starts attacking you. He starts throwing attacks left and right. And you're like, Wow. I've never faced this in the world when I was drinking and doing drugs and, and being involved in the perversions of the world. I didn't face this. Well, duh, the devil didn't have to worry about you then. He already had you. But when you made up your mind, I'm gonna live for God and I'm gonna do what's right, you've got hell's attention and hell's afraid of what lies inside of you. That's why the word of God says, he that's within you is greater than he that's within the world and the devil knows that. And that's why he tries his best to silence your praise and silence your worship. 
That's why you got to make up your mind. I don't care who's preaching. I don't care who's singing. I don't care who's playing the drums. I've come to worship God. If I'm the only one praising, if I'm the only one worshiping, I've made up my mind. When I come to the house of God, I've come with a shout. I've come with a worship. Why? Because it's about faith. And faith confuses the enemy. Well, I, 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 can't, I can't bring my tithe to the Lord. I can't give an offering because if I do that, I will have less. That's what the enemy tells you. Don't give God first. Pay your bills first. And then whatever's left over, give it to God. That's the devil's work. That the devil whispered in your brain because there'll never be enough at the end. But if you put God first in the very beginning of your life, and I'm not just talking about your money. I'm not talking about tithe. I'm not talking about offering. I'm talking about you. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you should do, God, thank you for another day. Thank you for breath in, in my lungs. Thank you, God, for providing for me. Thank you for the day I'm going to have. And then when you lay down at night and you go to sleep, why don't you turn it around again? God, thank you for the day. It may not have turned out the way I wanted it to, but God, I'm still breathing. I'm still here. It's turning around in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God. And when you learn to put God first, all these things are added unto you. But the carnal mind can't understand it. Carnal mind can't understand things of the spirit, but the spiritual man says, you know what? I, I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to make up my mind that as for me and my house, we're going to serve God and we're going to put God first in every aspect, every area of our lives. I reached out to a few men and just thanked them for yesterday for being here. And they're like, Pastor, I'm just glad to be a part of the body of Christ. That's what God is looking for. He's not looking for any great eyes and, and little use. He's looking for everybody to work together in faith, understanding that all things work together for the good that are in Christ Jesus. Something about faith. And Moses got a hold of this. And in Hebrews eleven twenty four, 24, Bible just declares it by faith. Moses, do you realize in Hebrews 11, when it talks about everybody that had faith, they didn't have the Holy Ghost. They didn't have what you and I possess. And yet they were able to square their shoulders back and lift their high, uh, head up high and make statements, I'm living for God. How much more should we, children of God, that's been filled with the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost, how much more should we activate faith and live by faith and make up our minds? We're going to put God first. Moses got a hold of it before the Holy Ghost. The Bible says when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That's a pretty big statement right there. Because what that meant was, is Moses had it all lined up for him. 
He had his future. He had his so-called security. See, a lot of people think their security is in their 401k. I beg to differ with you. They say, well, well, pastor, you know, I'm just, it's my home, it's it's my savings. I beg to differ. If your hope is in this world's pursuits, you're going to be of all men miserable. You've got to understand that there's coming a day that rust and moth is going to corrupt. But when you put up treasures in heaven, that the moth and rust cannot even, even corrupt that stuff. It's because you've made up your mind. I'm, I'm chasing after the things that live on. And that's what Moses understood. He said, I can't do this. I know it's lined up for me. I, I know that, that, that I've got riches and I know I've got a position, but I don't want to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter anymore. I realize I'm a Hebrew boy. I realize God has blessed me with all the, the benefits and all the advantages and all the opportunities. And there have been people that have come to me in years past, say, Pastor, if I could just get this job. If I could just make this money, if I could just work here, then you know what? I'll put God first. Everything will be turned around. If God will just grant my request and let me have this job. But I've seen too many times, Brother Gilbert, that that prosperity, that blessing became the biggest curse in their life. Because now no longer they trust in God, but they trust in the riches of this world. And what they said would cause them to come to Jesus was the very thing that derailed them from the Lord. And Moses said, I'm making up my mind. I I realize God's been good to me. I realize God has provided for me. But I refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He said, I refuse to be called an Egyptian. What was Egypt? Egypt was a type of the world and he made up his mind. I was not created for this world and I refuse to be called an Egyptian. I refuse the benefits and the pleasures that Egypt had to offer. That's why in verse 25 he said, choosing rather to suffer the afflictions of the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Why? Because by faith he made up his mind. I don't want the pleasures of the world. I don't want the facades and lies of the world anymore. Take away the fame. Take away the fortune. I just want God and God alone. He made up his mind. Give me Jesus or give me death. What are you saying, Moses? I don't want. I don't want any part of the world. I don't want any part of Egypt's lifestyle. I was not created for that. I was created to live for God. I'm not that. And we've got to make up our mind. What are we living for God for? What are we doing with the life that God has blessed us with? God has blessed every man and every woman with the incredible gift of not only life, but the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then God's asking you, what are you doing with your life? What's it created for? Can I tell you one thing? This world does not own me. 
This world does not have any control of my body, but Jesus Christ, I have made up my mind that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. And I made up my mind, I'm going to live for God. It doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what goes. It doesn't matter how many walk away or how many stay. I've made up my mind. I'm going to live for God. That's why 2 Corinthians says it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Well, you know, I, I don't think you ought to do all that. Really? I want to do everything I can to look more like him than more like the world. I, I don't want people when I walk down the street say, you know what, he's an Egyptian. I want them to say, hey, he's a Christian. There, 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 there's something different about this individual. Can I tell you, we, we, we all live in, in, in the real world. Uh, I was always raised uh, by my mom and daddy that said, you know, just wait till you get to the real world. Just wait when you have to start working and paying a mortgage. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, man, to the real world. But when we get a part of this real world, we begin to realize what's important and what's not important. There's a lot of people that, 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 that try their best to portray a certain lifestyle. They, buy, they, they say this, they buy things they don't need to impress people who don't care to spend money they don't have. All to impress people who do not care. I want to make up my mind. I don't care what I'm driving. I may be riding my huffy. I, I may be just hoofing it. I may, may not be able to afford a bike. I may be just walking down the road. But whatever it is, I, I, I'm working. I'm doing my best. The Bible says if a man don't work, a man don't eat. It's in the Bible. I, I, I don't like working, okay? I don't like having to go to work. Maybe you do, Okay? And there are people that, that, that I go to work with that they love it. They're, they're defined by their work. I, I, I only work there because I got to pay the bills. <laughs> really? I do my best, but I, if I didn't have to be there and I found that tree with all that money, I, I wouldn't go to work. But I realize you got to have a work ethic. And I go to work in an environment that I work around people that don't live for God. Or profess that they do live for God, but their lifestyle doesn't back up what they profess. And so I'm around those people. And can I tell you, I don't have to jump up on my desk at the bank and say, if you don't turn, you're going to burn. I just live the life in a group of people that may not live for God or may not have an understanding because they want to talk about the parties and, the, and, and how much uh, you know, liquor they drank and, and all that. And that's not my lifestyle. But I go to a work, I go to an environment where I'm surrounded by people, surrounded by Egypt, surrounded by Egyptians. But I've made up my mind when I go into that work, I'm not an Egyptian. I'm a child of God. I'm separate, saith the Lord. And I'm not going to touch that unclean thing. I'm not going to be around people that are not going to talk right and act right and dress right. If they're going to talk about their jokes and that they're off color, I don't, I don't have time for that. 
There are people that, that have blown my brain uh, of men of God that preach camp meetings and conferences and, and we think they're so spiritual and yet I've got around them at the dinner table and their manner of conversation, I'm like, how? I can't be around that because you remind me so much of this Egyptian. I can't tell the difference. I know you may be able to get behind a pulpit and preach, but your fruits aren't backing it up right now. So I've made up my mind. I'm not going to rub shoulders like that. I'm not going to touch the unclean things. But when I walk into Egypt, I'm going to let them know I'm separate. I'm a child of God. I love God. I'm a man of faith. And I believe God for the impossible. And I'm telling you, that's what we've got to do. We've got to activate every one of us as soldiers in the armies of God. Going into an Egyptian world, an Egyptian environment. And by faith, we've got to make up our minds. When I come into this work and I come into this building, I come as a child of God. I come as royalty. Not to toot my own horn but to somehow radiate and shine Jesus to this world. Come out from among them and be separate because if you do, I'll be your father unto you and you shall be my sons and my daughters. Thank God for this. Can I tell you there's nothing in this world that I want. I preached years ago a message that there's nothing in hell that I want. Nothing in hell that I desire. Nothing in hell that it's worth losing my soul for. Mark 8.36 says it bold and plain. What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Why are you preaching this way, Pastor? Because I'm telling you, there's a payday coming. And Jesus is coming back so soon. And we've got to make up our minds. We can't afford to come here and patty cake for Jesus and have normal church. But we've got to get men and women with the fire that burns on the inside of them. The fire of the Holy Ghost that will make up their minds by faith. I'm going to live for God. By faith I'm going to do right. By faith I'm going to act right. By faith I'm going to make a bold declaration. I am not an Egyptian. Lift up your voice in this house today. Come on, I made up my mind. Take my car, take my home, take the worldly possessions. Just give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Oh, I wish there'd be parents. I wish there'd be moms and dads that'll make up their mind. We're going to have a godly home. I wish I had young people that would make up their minds. That'll get in their hearts. We need to have God in our homes. We got to have God in our marriages. We got to have God in our lives. Oh, would you lift up your voice? Come on, your home needs to hear you praying at night. Your home needs to hear you praying in the wee hours of the morning. We've got to make up our mind. Jesus, I was created for you. Oh, lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over us. I plead the blood over our minds, over our hearts, over our spirits. 
Let faith begin to activate in our lives again. Bible says that we are to lay aside, Brother Roy, every weight and every sin that does so easily beset us. So the question is, what is the weight? What's the sin? It doesn't spell it out, Brother Rudy. It just says, lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. Can I just tell you that my weight may be different than your weight and your sin may be different than my sin. Bible says, he that knoweth to do right and doeth it not to him, it is God speaks to every child of God, every man and woman, and has spoken into you. You don't have to call pastor. Pastor, you know, I, I just, I, I get a lot of calls like this, Brother McIntosh. Pastor, I just, I don't feel like I should go to such and such and, and be involved. In, what do you think? Duh. <laughs> if you don't feel it, it's God speaking to you. But if you disobey that voice, and you doeth it not. To him it is sin. Well, but you know, this technology, it doesn't affect me very much. Well, it may not affect me much, but it may affect you much. I heard a preacher preach this morning about we are living in a uh, techno-savvy environment. And we're living in a, in, a, in a distracted generation as everybody is on their device. You go to restaurants, people driving down the road. We're a distracted generation. But Brother Roy, this may not be my weight, but it may be your weight. And God is saying, lay this aside. You're spending too much time on this. And not enough time with me. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, you've got to activate faith. By faith, Moses made up his mind. I am no longer going to become a son of Pharaoh's daughter. I'm going to make up my mind. I would rather choose to suffer the afflictions of the righteous than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a moment. I've made up my mind there is nothing in hell worth living my soul for. You say, well, pastor, you know, if we get to heaven and Jesus said, well, you know, you didn't have to do this, you didn't have to do ABC, but, you know, come on in. At that point, who really cares? <laughs> Thank God, I made it in. But if he says, because you thought it should go this way and you didn't do A, B, and C, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I would rather go to heaven overkill than missing the mark. I, I want God 
I want the world to know, like they did to the disciples, that they took note that these men had been with Jesus. I wonder what your family say about you. What your coworkers say about you. What does this world say about you? Do you fit in with them? Are you just one of the boys? Or are you set apart? Have you made up your mind? I'm gonna live for God. You say, well, pastor, I, I've made a mistake. I've got bad decisions I've made in life. I, I've done what you told me I should never do. Well, hello? You can't change yesterday. You could only change today. You could only make up your mind, Brother Joel. Hand of God's on you. Anointing of God's on you. God is doing a miraculous work in your life. Got a beautiful pew right there with a wonderful family. Have you always been perfect? Nah. Are you perfect now? Nah. But you're trying. And you're in the house of God. We are a continual work. We are a work in progress. Apostle Paul said, I've got to die daily. And I can't change yesterday. But I can make up my mind. I'm changing today. And because I'm changing today, it changes my tomorrow. And it changes my future. And it changes my genealogy. Isn't that what the Bible says in Deuteronomy? Today, I've opened up for you a blessing and a curse. Whatever you want, you can have it. I want a blessing. I want to break the chains. I want to break the chains of addiction. I, I want to break the chains of the curse that has run rampant over my family and over my past generations. I want to break that chain. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful. I'm so blessed today to stand before you to know that I've got kids that love God and love God's kingdom. And the only thing they've ever known is the kingdom of God. Is it because I'm great? No, it's because he's great. Because he took a guy that had a cursed background, that had a cursed generation, and he was able to break the chains of the past. Come on, moms. Come on, dads. God can raise up spiritual patriarchs today. God can raise up Joshua's and Caleb's that'll make up their mind by faith. Oh, would you lift up your voice? Would you lift up your voice today? Would you? <laughs> Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel the power of God into this building today. He's knocking on the doors of hearts and says, if any man hears my voice and opens up, I will come in. Oh, would you lift up your voice? Come on, your prayers can turn it around. Come on, your faith can turn it around today. 
come on, what are you building? What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your ambitions? God, you belong in them. You belong in my dreams. You belong in my goals. Oh, come on, lift up your voice in this house. Come on, there is a God. There's a God that's fighting for you. There's a God that's fighting for you. Oh, I feel him in this house today. I feel him in this house today. Come on, you weren't made for this world. Come on, you're not an Egyptian. If you want your marriage blessed, if you want the hand of God on your life, if you want your finances to be blessed, if you want God to make a way where there seemed to be no way, you've got to put Him first. You must choose by faith. Putting you, God, first. Oh, these altars are open this morning. For men and women that make up their mind, I want more of this. I want my life saturated with this. I want God. I want God to help me. I want God to show up for me. I want God to know. I don't want to be an Egyptian. I don't want to be a son of Pharaoh's daughter. But I want to become a child of God. I know I don't deserve it. But God, today, I make up my mind. I make a new commitment. I'm going to live for you. Come on, would you lift your voice today? Come on, would you lift your voice today? Help me, God. Help me be a light to this world. Help me to help a brother. Help me to help a sister. Help me, God, to find people that I could strengthen in you. Help us, God, to break the chains. Chains of the past, the chains of addiction. By faith, infuse that faith. Come on, that's it. Come on. For the Holy Ghost in this house today. I don't walk by sight, but I walk by faith. Oh God, help us, God, today. God, turn some things around. Turn some things around, God. I give you my doubts. I give you my fear. I long for the things I hold dear. I have decided to follow you, Jesus.
Come on, the hand of God's in this house. Come on, the favor, the favor and the touch. To follow you, Jesus, I have decided to follow you. Hallelujah. I'm follow you, God. I'm going to follow you, God. I'm going to follow you, God. To follow you, Jesus. I will follow you, God. I have decided. To follow you, I give you my hopes. I give you my dreams. Give you my dreams. I give you my aspirations. Take everything. I give you my doubts. I give you my fears. I give you the things I long for, the things I hold dear. Give you my hopes. I give. I give you my doubt, I give you my fear, I give you the things I long for, the things I hold dear, I give you my hopes, I give you my dreams. I give you my aspirations, take everything, 
things I long for, the things I hold dear, I have decided to follow you, Jesus. I have decided to follow you, To follow you, Jesus, I have decided to follow you, Lord. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, I'll follow. greatest thing that we could ever do is to truly make up our minds not for mom not for dad not for brother not for sister not for a friend or family but to make up our minds it's the prodigal moment where you come to yourself when you learn to come to yourself you learn that I've made it up made up my mind I have remember years ago and it wasn't at a service it was people praying thank God for prayer prayer works don't stop praying for your family don't stop praying for your loved ones keep praying but I remember that one time I was in my apartments it was back in the 80's maybe 88 I was putting on my snakeskin boots wasn't a cowboy, but I was putting on my snakeskin boots. And I says, you know what? I'm done. I'm done being a knucklehead. I'm living for God. And I cut everything off. And I called my dad. I said, Dad, I'm coming home. Flew out to Oklahoma. Was there a few months. And then God said, you know, you're going to Bible college. And that was 1994. But it all happened 
because I came to myself. And every one of you have, has got to come to that realization. I need this. And if you'll make up your mind, it doesn't matter who comes or goes. But you made a commitment by faith. I'm not an Egyptian. I'm a child of God. God, we love you today. We thank you for your men and women that are here. I pray, God, that you'd move on their hearts and their spirits. And that every one of them would make up their mind and their commitment to live for you. Let them learn, God, to break that spiritual curse. And let that spiritual blessing begin to affect their lives and the generations to come. Let the hand of you rest on them today. The power and the authority of your name. In Jesus' name, touch them, we pray. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Amen. Don't forget service tonight, 5.30. Come early for prayer. 6 o'clock, evangelic service. Find two or three people, love on somebody. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.